Previously on Hating Play. Hopefully we don't have to record another one of these episodes. <laughs> well, if they keep teasing us <laughs> stuff like this, we might have to. Best way to start your day is by play. Hello and welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott. And joining me once again on the Hitting Play Hotline is a returning guest, our resident Star Wars expert, Paul. Paul, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back once again. (laughs) Well, we said we were done with these, or at least we were hoping we would be done with these, but it seems every time we release a new Star Wars trailer breakdown, new information or a new trailer comes out, and this is no exception. Yeah, it's becoming like a weekly thing now. (laughs) I just want the movie to get here. I know. Yeah, I don't want to see any more. Yeah, I mean, if we see any more, uh, we'll be able to piece together the whole plot, I feel. (laughs) you got to say, me thinks. (laughs) So we're not going to bother the Hitting Play listeners with any more regular Star Wars trailer episodes. I figured if there's anything new that comes out or anything new that we need to talk about before the movie comes out... They can be some bonus episodes, and we'll be back to our regular schedule after this. So on November 18th, I received a message from our occasional special guest, Hamish, who alerted me to an article on io9.com reporting that a new TV spot trailer for Star Wars had been released, and it contains a lot of new footage, and I figured this was worth doing a bonus episode about. Yeah, I believe people are calling this the Finn-centric trailer. It's a lot of things showing Finn in different locations, different scenes. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll uh, be blessed with future ones featuring more of Ray and more of BB-8. It's <laughs> all right. I don't need a, a BB-8-centric trailer. <laughs> yeah, me neither. All right, so let's get right into this trailer. This is very short. It's only a, a 30-second TV spot. So we begin with the Lucasfilm logo and a quick look at the Starkiller base that we've seen in previous trailers. And this cuts to a new look at the scene which we presume is the destruction of homes on Jakku. We can see all these fires and sparks and people being rounded up and pushed, as well as blasters going off. And we see a stormtrooper in the foreground kind of caught off guard by the explosion nearby. And he makes kind of like a half turn towards the goings-on. Yeah, I definitely think this is Finn in the foreground, you know, going back to what I surmised earlier that he was involved in this attack and it's something he saw there that caused him to question his allegiance. If you are able to pause this very quick scene, I mean, it lasts less than a second. Yeah. But if you pause it right at the beginning before he turns around, you can see something on the front of his helmet and it looks a lot like the uh, streaks that we've seen across the front that look like they were put there by fingers, Mm -hmm. whether they were bloody fingers or muddy fingers, not sure, but that tells me that that's definitely him that we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. And this whole scene fades to a close-up of Finn's face as he says, you don't know a thing about me. So the fact that all of these things are cut together, including the clues that you've picked up on, I can't imagine this would be anybody but Finn. Yeah, and it's tough to tell where he is when he says that. You don't know a thing about me. It's a dark environment. I see 
some movement in the background of characters, so it's possible that this could be in Maz Kanata's castle when they're surrounded by all her gang of thugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So after this, we next get a slightly longer look at that flame trooper. He's torching tents and baskets. Along with footage we've already seen of Finn removing his Stormtrooper helmet in distress. That was that scene that you were talking about where you can see that his helmet is kind of roughed up and dirtied in some way. Mm -hmm. And we also see Rey, Finn, and BB-8 fleeing that TIE fighter attack on Jakku. So that's stuff we've already seen and talked about before. Now as we see these scenes, Finn's dialogue continues, What I've seen, we all need to run. So this is a continuation of, You don't know a thing about me, what I've seen, we all need to run. His voice sounds constant throughout all of that, so it doesn't seem like it was spliced together. The first two parts definitely seem like they go together, but the we all need to run, it all sounded the same, so it might be part of the same sentence or same conversation. Yeah, and even if it isn't, I mean, it's true. Whether they're on Jakku at that point, or in the Millennium Falcon, or in Maz Kanata's castle... This group is always going to be on the run for a majority of this movie, it seems, anyway. Yeah. So the trailer then cuts to the words on December 18, or in the cut that Paul saw, it said this December. So either way, you know, it's not being changed. We know when it's coming out. And we next see the destruction of the castle at the green forested location. Explosions are going off as it crumbles, and you can kind of see on the left side of the castle there, the folding wing of a shuttlecraft. It can just be seen peeking out of the side of one of those towers off the castle. Yeah, it definitely seems like we believe this is Maz Kanata's castle that's being destroyed here, and it really looks like that is Kylo Ren's ship that is destroying it. Yeah. Like you said, you can only see one wing as it's coming around the castle, but it definitely looks like that ship. Yeah, and we had some question about what that castle was, what that building was. It's pretty much confirmed. In fact, going back to the article from Vanity Fair from months ago, they confirmed that that's Maz Kanata's castle. Now, this, the true significance of that castle, we're not really sure yet, but we know that it's a very important place, enough that Kylo Ren himself is actually coming over there and taking matters into his own hands. He's not counting on the First Order to do his business for him. In voiceover, we hear Maz Kanata say, Hope is not lost today. You must face them. And I don't know, this sounds like two lines spliced together. Well, remember, we heard Hope is not lost today. It is found in yeah. a previous trailer we reviewed. So that seems like it belonged together more than this does. Now, as we hear this, we see Finn looking up from the entrance of what looks like a cargo hold. It's like some yellow ship structure of some sort. I don't know, maybe this is the Millennium Falcon? No, I really don't think so. It doesn't look like all that I know of the Millennium Falcon is there's that one ramp that's entry onto it, you know? Yeah. So this looks like a different kind of ship, or perhaps it's not even a ship. Perhaps it's just a, some kind of structure with metal plating and metal doors. We also see the footage we previously saw from other trailers of that X-Wing diving down and destroying a TIE fighter. Just, you know, a beautiful shot. I think we've probably seen this uh, three or four times now. We also see Kylo Ren along with stormtroopers at the rubble of Mas Kanata's castle. It looks like he's possibly, I don't know, surveying the damage or he's searching for someone. We see that, uh, you know, he's a very hands-on kind of Sith, much like the man he admires, Darth Vader. You know, he would board ships, interrogate, and make business trips to Bespin himself. So we can see that Kylo Ren 
is uh, also personally interacting with the main characters, which is good. Yeah, we see fires going on in the background and stormtroopers running all over the place. This is no doubt right after his ship laid waste to the castle, and now he's searching the rubble for someone or something. Now this immediately cuts to another very quick look at the Millennium Falcon in the midst of that TIE fighter battle on Jakku, and we see it from behind as it turns completely sideways. Yeah, and we can see the uh, down Star Destroyer in the background. Yep. This may be the shot that precedes the Millennium Falcon actually diving down into that engine that we saw very early on. Now right after this, the trailer cuts to a new scene of, I don't know, a very brave stormtrooper squaring off with Finn in front of the castle rubble. Uh, we see the stormtrooper is engaging that electric weapon that we saw in other trailers, and we now see that it seems to extend out from the trooper's right forearm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the name of this weapon is, how many stormtroopers are outfitted with it. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, oh, maybe that's Daniel Craig as the stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah. Get a little more screen time than the rest of them. <laughs> but you can see that Finn already has his lightsaber ignited. There are TIE fighters flying around, so... I'm just curious where Kylo Ren is, because we saw him in the rubble, and, you know, you'd think he'd be fighting Finn here, especially if he's after that lightsaber, so, but we don't see him in the scene. Yeah, yeah, we see Finn react, and he holds his lightsaber up at the ready. I mean, this weapon that the stormtrooper is wielding, it's got to be called a blue blocker, right? A blue blocker? <laughs> you don't remember those sunglasses that they used to sell on TV? Blue blockers? No. Oh, never mind. Some listener will out there will get it. <laughs> and we also hear Maz Kanata's dialogue continue, fight them. So we thought, you know, maybe Maz Kanata is like the Yoda-like character of this trilogy, some sort of mentor, but we know that the Jedi wouldn't necessarily order people to go out and fight. They seem to be more peaceful and fight if you have to. Maz Kanata seems to be more of a swashbuckling pirate at heart, I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, maybe she's a bit of a mix of the two. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, she's been around for a thousand years, right? Yeah, that's what I've read, is that Maz Kanata is supposed to be a thousand years old. We didn't know exactly how old she was in our last episode, but just kind of reading, we, we knew from clues that were given to us that she's got to be at least 30. She's got to be around for the original trilogy to have seen many eyes and different people and to recognize eyes and the new characters that remind her of eyes of the older characters, we presume. And just with recent news coming out about her, different things, we find out that she's like a thousand years old. So she's pretty much seen it all at this point. Yeah. So the trailer then moves on to the scene we saw in earlier trailers where Rey is in the middle of the green forest, firing her blaster kind of in anger. And this cuts to Kylo Ren using his lightsaber to defend the laser blast. Now, this is the second time we've seen these two clips cut together, so we can reasonably assume that they belong together. Yeah, I definitely think he's deflecting her blaster ball, and it's hitting the rock behind him and shooting sparks everywhere. Yeah. We then go back to Finn fighting that stormtrooper in front of the castle ruins, and we see a little more here than before, including Finn's lightsaber strike, and we can see it bounce off the stormtrooper's weapon here. Yeah, the metal that is the majority of the stormtrooper's weapon is surrounded by some electrical field and that prevents the lightsaber from just slicing through it. It then cuts to the word discover. 
We then cut back to the Millennium Falcon on Jakku. We see another look at it zooming around the Star Destroyer wreckage. Just beautiful. We can't talk about this enough and how amazing this looks. And this cuts back to the words, The Force. We then get another new scene. We see Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Finn. They look to be in some sort of First Order ship or base. And it's dark in there. And we see that signature design of dark, angular metal and red digital displays. So we can reasonably assume that this belongs to the former Empire or the First Order. Yeah, it actually looks a lot like the setting for that Verizon commercial with <laughs> Chewbacca and BB-8. <laughs> you want to break that down in another episode? <laughs> now we see here that it's kind of like a corridor Chewbacca is up ahead and we see him holding his bowcaster so it's nice to know he still wields that while Han and Finn are just behind him and, and kind of around a corner and Han is holding his blaster up as he says to Finn are you sure you're up for this? yeah and if you, uh, if you pause it at the beginning of the scene when you see Chewbacca looks like he has some extra pack on him yeah. It's a dark gray, and there's a yellow band on it. I'm wondering if he's carrying around explosives, because, you know, we've seen already in a trailer, and I believe it's in this one as well, where he's pressing a detonator, mm -hmm. and, and then we see an explosion. Whether or not the two are combined, you know, belong together or not, we'll see. But I'm wondering if they're setting charges or explosives in this base or ship that they're, they've infiltrated. Yeah, it's interesting to see what this is going to be, because we know at some point Poe is captured and held by Kylo Ren. We also know that some explosion goes off in a First Order vessel, because we see that explosion with the little mouse droid. We also know that Chewbacca starts an explosion with his detonator, so we'll have to see if this is all kind of connected, whether this is a, a, also a rescue mission. And I don't see Chewie's right arm bandaged in this scene, so this might take place before that other scene where they're surrendering in the rubble, or maybe he's healed up since then. <laughs> I don't know if he heals that quickly. He's kind of getting older now. We then also see the word within. So discover the force within. And like you said, this being a very Finn-centric trailer might lead us to believe ever more that this is Finn that's going to be the one that's Force-sensitive and have these powers manifest throughout this movie and possibly, you know, his next trilogy. Sure seems to be pointing that way. It cuts back now to a different camera angle of this scene as Finn replies to Han saying, does he say, I don't know? I think he says, hell no. I had to play it over and over again. Either way, uh, he was very unsure of himself and his ability to fulfill this mission with these guys. He's, uh, again, out of his element. It seems like most of the time in these movies he's going to be out of his element and experiencing new things. Yeah, very apprehensive at first, and I'm sure that will change as his experiences continue. We also quickly then see BB-8 rolling around one of the, I'm guessing this is one of the rounded corridors inside of the Millennium Falcon, as the ship is flipping and maneuvering in that Jakku battle. Yeah, this seems like a little comical moment. It's almost like he's a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. You can see in the background the ladder that connects the two guns the Falcon has mm -hmm. on the top and bottom. So, yeah, we're definitely within the Millennium Falcon for this shot. We also see Chewbacca's hand holding that detonator and then an explosion. This is a scene that we talked about in our previous episode together, especially since you can 
see Chewbacca's fingers, individual fingers. It almost like looks like a dog's paw. It's kind of funny. We also see Kylo Ren swiping his lightsaber. We've already seen this. And the X-Wings flying over the surface of a First Order ship or Starkiller base on that icy planet. Now this cuts to new footage of Finn and we see he's manning one of the gun turrets of the Millennium Falcon and yelling, Woo! Yeah, and it's very bright outside the window. So I think this is probably while they're being chased by the TIE Fighters over Jakku. Yeah. We've seen at least two TIE Fighters chasing the Falcon at any one time, but we've only, I believe, ever seen one actually follow it into that Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing perhaps one of them was shot down or destroyed before that point, and this is possibly when Finn destroyed that TIE Fighter. Yeah, very reminiscent of Luke. Hopefully Han says something like, why are all these kids so cocky all the time? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, make the whole audience laugh. <laughs> the trailer ends with a quick look that we got from the first teaser of two TIE fighters firing at the Millennium Falcon and then flying at it head on. And then this finishes with Star Wars The Force Awakens. Again, this film is not yet rated in December 18th. I, we were talking about the fact that this film is not yet rated, you know, less than a month before it's supposed to come out. Kind of strange. But uh, recently I've been reading a lot of comments about it, and some people have suggested maybe because there's no pre-screenings. And we know that the running time is locked in at, what is it, uh, 2 hours, 15 minutes, something like that? 2.16, I believe. 2.16. So it's not like they're trying to mess with different cuts. It just seems as though they're not submitting it to the MPAA yet, or it hasn't been reviewed yet. And it could be something as simple as that. Rather than, you know, you, the MPAA saying, hey, this is going to get an R unless you tone this down, or this is definitely a PG-13 unless you want to remove this. It doesn't seem like they're going back and forth trying to negotiate a certain rating. It seems as though it's locked in, and they're just not pre-screening it yet. Yeah, I definitely don't see any way that it's getting a PG rating. Like, like we said before, it's definitely not G and definitely not R. But I'm leaning toward PG-13. Yeah. Okay, so that does it for this TV spot. So what do you think, Paul? I was uh, pleasantly surprised when you texted me and said that there was another trailer to watch. I enjoyed the new themes, seeing more of Finn in action and learning a little bit more about him. It added a lot of cool stuff, I thought. The uh, fight with the Stormtrooper, seeing him in the gun turret of the Falcon, and I liked the things it added. Yeah, giving us a little more, but not too much. Again, I'm very thankful for this. Usually I would not be watching these trailers, but they do a very good job, and they're very, very careful and meticulous about what they're releasing to the public. So I know I can watch these and not have anything really spoiled for me. Now, Paul, just going back, you had sent me an email recently about some of the behind-the-scenes looks on Jakku. Do you think you could uh, just take a moment and explain those? Yeah, um, I was looking for... Some of those photo shoots that different magazines had done, and it was actually in an Entertainment Weekly photo shoot that there was a picture of Daisy Ridley standing on some metal in the desert talking to J.J. Abrams below her. And I never really looked at that picture too closely, but when I did a few days ago, I noticed that that metal she's standing on looks a lot like the leg of an ATAT. -AT. Yeah. And remember, I had mentioned, I believe, in our last episode that it had been brought out that 
ATAT in the desert. So when I saw that, I definitely thought that that might support that claim that that could be her home on Jakku. Yeah, and seeing the picture, it's and I'll tweet it out on our Hitting Play Twitter account at Hitting Play. You can definitely see it now. Yeah, you see those like mechanical leg joints and everything, and the the feet kind of widen out. And so that other scene we've seen in the trailers a few times now, where um, there's a ship taking off from Jakku in the distance, and there's some metal in the foreground, and I mentioned that looked like the foot of a walker. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that scene is actually being shot from that same location. And if that's the case, I don't really think it's connected with the scene that usually follows that of Ray sitting at like a workbench or something under a tent that seems to be in a different location than the ship taking off. Now, you also sent me a picture from Entertainment Weekly that was released of her kind of wrapping BB-8 up in a net. This is on Jakku. She's there with a large beast of burden and that little character that she kind of, like you said, pals around with on Jakku. Yeah, I'm not sure how close they are or um, if that's just a, uh, you know, someone she does business with. If she sells the parts she finds when she scavenges to that individual, that is a very strange looking beast of burden. Yeah. It's tough to tell if it's all droid because there are a bunch of metal parts on it, but there looks like there are some fleshy parts too. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see exactly what that is. But that little character sitting on that beast, that's the one that I said I thought looked a lot like uh, the character on the poster, which you said had been identified as Maz Kanata. Yeah. So I questioned if that was possibly her, you know, living on Jakku, getting to know Rey without her really knowing who she was. Or perhaps it's just another humanoid, you know, half size, the size of a normal human character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Very similar, but I'm not sure if the head shape is the same. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. I know that the one on the Beast has like a cone-shaped hat or something. Yeah. But uh, on the poster, you don't see that. But also the angle that the head is, it could be there and just behind the face, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if they tilt their head up, you wouldn't see that. So, chances are it's not the same character, but uh, that was my first thought when I saw that picture, is is this Maz Kanata. I love that Beast of Burden just going back. You can see how the people on this planet, or this moon, they, they scavenge and then they use all the parts that they take. You know, anything that they can get any value from and they use it and this beast of burden which i tend to believe is actually a living creature because we can see he has little toenails Mm. but yeah like you said it's just completely covered they kind of made a suit of armor out of these old empire ships and weapons which is kind of cool yeah some have even pointed out that ray's goggles at the beginning of one of the trailers look like they were cut out of an old stormtrooper helmet yeah i i saw that too they mentioned that they look like they were sewn in to that mask that she created herself, possibly. Yeah. Just another point I'd like to talk about. We talked in our previous episode about the flags on Maz Kanata's castle and what they could be. Uh-huh. And just doing some research, there's people on the internet really working hard on this, trying to find out where these flags are from. And just going back and looking, you can clearly identify the flags from the pod race scene in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. When the pod racers are about to start the Boonta Eve Classic and they have representatives walk out holding 
their flags that represent them. You can really look closely and match those up. You see Mahonic is there, Aldarbido, Ark Ruse, Sibalba, Anakin Skywalker, most notably, you can definitely see there. Along with, as you've talked about before, the symbols on Boba Fett's chest and shoulder, those are Mandalorian symbols. Somebody on the internet also discovered that the symbol for the Onaka gang from the Clone Wars cartoon can be seen on one of these banners, as well as the symbol that is tattooed on the stomach of Zero the Hutt, who is from the Clone Wars movie and I think made appearances in the show as well. So it's pretty amazing. Whether there's any significance to this, we'll have to see. More likely, it's just kind of Easter eggs for us, something that J.J. Abrams used to tie all of the movies together, make it more cohesive, without, you know, just blatantly putting some episode one character in the background that we probably don't want to see. Yeah, I also saw in a video where they were looking at these flags that in some trailers were able to see more than others. And one of the topmost flags they said is from Star Wars Rebels, the new Disney cartoon. And I believe, uh, I forget the exact name of it. I think they said it was the Broken Horn Syndicate or something about a broken horn. Okay. So again, they basically brought out whether this actually means something or if they're just trying to tie everything together with this scene. Yeah, so they're doing a great job of just incorporating all of these Star Wars properties. And we know that Star Wars Rebels is canon. They have mentioned that. So it's nice to see that they're talking about these characters and these groups, or there's some reference to them all of these years later, even if it's just a faded banner for one second. And I expect we'll see more Easter eggs throughout this movie. There's also been some talk on the internet about that Vanity Fair spread. There's a, a two-page photo, and it's of all of these characters in Maz Kanata's castle. They describe these characters as a colorful array of galactic travelers, smugglers, and assorted riffraff. There's one large guy. He's like a real big fat alien with the lady kind of reclining on him. Have You've seen this character, right? Yeah, that was shown in the behind-the-scenes look that was released at Comic-Con. Yeah. Some people have even suggested, could this be Bosk all these years later? <laughs> I don't think Bosk has those tusks on his face near his chin, but it would just be so hilarious to see, like, an old bounty hunter, he just kind of, like, let himself go over the last three decades. Yeah, this definitely doesn't look like a Trandoshan, which Bosk was, like a reptilian individual. Yeah, but one, one character in particular that people are kind of fascinated by is if you see this picture, and again, I'll, I'll tweet this out on the Hitting Play Twitter account, but on the right side of the picture, there's this character that's kind of hunched down to the right, and you just see his head, his helmet, and like part of his chest. He's wearing all black, and the helmet, the black helmet, almost looks like a black stormtrooper helmet. And on the forehead of the helmet, written in, I guess it's called Arbesh, which is like the letters that they use for writing in the Empire and most of the galaxy. It spells out fear, F-E-A-R. Yeah, I uh, saw a video that pointed that out too. Some people were speculating if it is still canon that Boba Fett survived falling in the Sarlacc pit, and if this could be his new look, or if this is a completely different character. Yeah, very interesting. So that's something I look forward to finding out as well. I also wanted to bring out that in going back through some of the original trailers, I've noticed in a couple scenes that TIE fighters now have the ability to shoot behind themselves. Yeah. It used to be that TIE fighters, their guns were like part of the ship body. It looked like the 
came out of the pod just below and to the left and right of the window viewport for the pilot. But it seems like now they might be on a rotating turret that's below the pod. So this might allow them to completely turn that around and shoot whoever's pursuing them. We see that happen both in the docking bay where we think Finn is trying to escape in the TIE fighter and then also in that dogfight near the ruins of the castle where a TIE fighter is being chased by an X-Wing over the water and it's actually firing back at the X-Wing. So that's a very big improvement to their ships to be able to shoot at something behind them. Yeah, definitely something they could have used in the original trilogy. And just one more thing about that castle, we see Han Solo lead Finn, Rey, and BB-8 into it. We know that this is Maz Kanata's castle, where her group, or at least the, the Riff Raff, assemble here. And you wonder what connection Han Solo has to this. We know that he was a smuggler and everything. But then we see in some trailers where it looks like Rey is walking downstairs underground, and here we see a resistance control room. This is where we see uh, Princess Leia, we see Admiral Ackbar, we s I believe we see Poe and Chewbacca and C-3PO as well? Yes. And we can definitely confirm that this is the destroyed building that we've seen in many trailers now that the stormtroopers are all in, the one that Kylo Ren's shuttlecraft helps destroy. So it'd be interesting to see if the Resistance, the Rebels, are actually using Maz Kanata's castle as a way of hiding underground. Might be a connection there. I kind of find it a little hard to believe that that would be the case, but seeing what we've seen so far, I definitely could see how that assumption would be drawn. We'll just have to see. Yes, we will. <laughs> four weeks. Counting down now. Four weeks and four more trailers away. <laughs> There's going to be four more trailers now? Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, one every week. <laughs> a little more. Wet our appetite like it's not wet enough. Oh, I know, really. All right, so that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, things we missed, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at Hitting Play. Now, Paul, do you have anything you want to plug? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter at Zychevsky. Z-A-J-C-Z-E-W-S-K-I. So just punch your keyboard. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> if you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and if you do, you will get a shout-out on the show. We try to be creative with those. For Android users, we are also available to stream and or download on Stitcher, and we can now be found on TuneIn Radio and we'll be coming soon to Google Play. So look for us there, or if you know anybody that doesn't like Apple, you can always recommend us on those platforms. Well, we have been Paul and Scott, and this has been a bonus edition of Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. May the Force be with you. <laughs>